Hey guys, Shane with Now That I'm Older. Check out Rogue Intel Prime with Duff and Chris. Anything goes in this podcast of infinite possibilities. The gang are sure to entertain with their take on the latest news, commentary, and review of, well, whatever the hell they feel like. Check out Rogue Intel Prime on RogueIntel.com. Kings, baby, let's get groovy because this is the powerful Nerdcast special Halloween edition. That's right, it's part October one. part one. That's right. Today we have a lot of Halloween themed topics for you guys today. We're gonna talk about some of our favorite Halloween memories. We have some horror-themed anime to talk about, and Christian is going to let us know what his top five favorite horror movies of all time are and i'm so excited because i have no idea what you brought to the table this week and i'm really excited to see what you're gonna have to say next week we're gonna do my list uh but let's go ahead and begin with some other uh weird topics that aren't very halloween themed but something that i think uh will appeal to you because you're a big fan of technology christian love shiny new tech things all the time i mean Mm -hmm. i'll go like, literally, it's like, uh, I like shiny objects, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, so when I go to Best Buy, I have to, like, leave my wallet in my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And I'm a big reader of, like, Gizmodo.com mm-hmm. and some of the other, uh, Engadget, like, all that stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. And if I had the money, I'd probably buy the new iPhone every time one came out. I was going to say, you're probably one of those customers where as soon as the new iPhone comes out, you go ahead and ditch your old one and we'll go ahead and buy oh, the upgrade. Well, you know, it's crap now. It's now that I know there's a better <laughs> one. It's crap. You know, so but yeah, technology and me, we get we go along well. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know that you're uh, one of the jelly. owners of one of those brand new uh, boards. What what are the actual names of them? Okay, so uh, they go by a lot. They're called mm-hmm. Skywalkers, mm-hmm. self balancing skateboards, balance mm-hmm. boards. Uh, they're those things that in my what how I remember them getting famous is rappers started doing it, using them all the time. And they put them all over Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if young... When G- would they use them exactly? Like during well, a music video, a well, concert? No, or- no. When they need to get around their ridiculously large houses. Mm-hmm. And walking isn't convenient anymore. Because who needs feet? <laughs> and I saw, I saw one on the street. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I've got to get one. And they're only like 350 bucks, you know? And if you're making any amount of money, you can buy one. And got on Amazon, showed up. And it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I think it's cool anyway. Yeah. And, but also, I have the respect not to bring it into public because mm-hmm. I think that's goofy and pompous to like. I saw a guy in the airport with one mm-hmm. the other day. And I'm like, you're going to piss someone off because one TSA guy that doesn't like you can just shut the whole thing down and be like, yeah. nope, that's out of here. Can't bring that through. Mm-hmm. And then what are you going to do? And they're also heavy. You've picked up mine. Yeah. They're almost you like. Four, with that damn thing. Things like almost 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. Because that's to support the weight of a human, you know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of weird. And then uh, it, it's it's fun, though. Mm-hmm. You see me zoom around the office all the time on it, yeah. but I don't take it out in the public. Exactly. Well, it's good that you have that mindset, because if you ever decide to go over to the UK, apparently these hoverboards, as they call them, are going to be made illegal for on the streets, on the sidewalks, anywhere you go. Basically, the only place you can use these hoverboards is at your residence and that is kind of lame and it sort of defeats the purpose of what these things are really designed for but i'm from the streets Corey. Hmm? i'm from the streets so i need to use (laughs) i'm from a street (laughs) from a cul-de-sac on a street yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's horrible Mm. cul-de-sac for life yo but uh yeah do you think this is a bad news for this do you think it's unfair that they're uh, making them illegal and not allowing people to enjoy their uh you know you know uh no. No. There needs to be rules with these things. Mm-hmm. Just like 
with drones and everything else, there's going to be rules. The technology jumps ahead of the laws, mm-hmm. and then the laws have to catch up. Sometimes the laws go too far, like uh, like the drone thing. Like I'm trying to get my commercial license for my drone, and I have to get a pilot's license, and I have to log like a bunch of hours, and mm-hmm. I have to submit this formal paperwork through. They they recommend you do it through an aviation attorney, and it's like overkill. I have to become a true real pilot of one of those little Cessnas uh, and documented with the U S before I can get a commercial drone license. So they should probably do the same thing for these hoverboards. Maybe uh, UK is suggesting that maybe you get a license to use these, but with UK's laws, like you still really wouldn't be able to use them anyway. Well, this is the main problem you have. Segways were expensive mm-hmm. so, and they looked stupid. Yeah. Let's be honest. You looked like a fucking weirdo tourist on yeah. a Segway with your bicycle helmet, you mm-hmm. know, like cruising around. You know, your... I think, I think Segways now I just think of Paul Blart. Mark Mall Cop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of made it cool yeah. in a sort of way. And uh, that's on my top five horror films. No, it's not. I'm just <laughs> fucking with you guys. But yeah, but then they got really cheap and they don't look as stupid anymore. Mm-hmm. Like mine's like slick black and it has like blue lights. It looks pretty cool. The mm-hmm. guy I saw yesterday, he uh, he was a. Uh, uh, he had a red one, and he had, like, red shoes on. It fucking matched his outfit. This yeah. guy was, like, blinging out. Yeah. And I was like, damn. <laughs> blinging out. Yeah, I was like, this yeah. guy, like, knows what he's doing. And, uh, but, yeah, there got to be rules, maybe a license. But, like, at the same time, like, you're going to go to the DMV, and there's going to be dudes on hoverboards now, like, trying yeah. to get their Segway license. Like, all in a line together, back to back. <laughs> That's the other thing. See, drones were really expensive. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you want a cinematic drone, pay $10,000 plus the cost of your camera to put mm-hmm. on that thing. It was a premium. Yeah, it was a big cost of entry a barrier to entry if you will but now these hoverboards are 350 you know including shipping off amazon uh everyone's got them mm-hmm. and now they're like crowding the area and nothing was set up for these things so they're just trying to stamp them out with laws and uh like uh now if you go to the hoover dam it says no drones allowed it has a really? big sign that says, i can believe that yeah mm-hmm. and then uh you're not allowed to fly a drone within five miles of the state capitol in mm-hmm. atlanta now mm-hmm. um which I get, but at the same time, that seems a little overreaching. Five miles. Mm-hmm. That's a long. It is. That's I mean, Atlanta's a pretty big city, but it's also not that big. It's also, that's like half the city you can't fly around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, not that you should be flying around the city anyway. No, of course not. That's fucking dumb. Um, unless someone's paying you a lot of money because then fuck it. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the point is the technology jumps ahead of the laws, and I feel like they're going to have to like bring it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just going to be a weird forever actually there's new things that are going to come out all the time mm-hmm. uh like once they come out with new apps on the phone i'm sure they're going to have to come out with a law that says oh you can't use your thermal camera everywhere you go you know that's an invasion of privacy you could see into someone's house where they're standing in their house because you have a thermal camera on your phone mm-hmm. you know so how do you they're just going to come out with new things all the time yeah. but what do you think about those hoverboards you tried it um i think they're fun obviously uh i didn't want to try them out at first because my balance is, is shit it's mm-hmm. just awful i've never been able to even stand up on a regular skateboard so that thing was already pretty intimidating but honestly i haven't fallen off of it yet the first time i really gave it a chance i was drunk as crap at a, a freaking <laughs> convention so i was just all happy and ready to give it a go but uh you know the more i see you use it and the more i see other people who've never used it before uh, it makes me want to try it out a little bit more it's just you know i mean you can only go so fast on it and it's just t- to me i just don't see the point honestly of it i mean i see the cool the cool factor of it you know it, it's obviously it's fun to use and everything um, but I just don't ever see myself ever really purchasing one. Same thing with the whole like Segway, like when that came out. I actually did kind of like them. I thought they looked kind of cool, you know, despite yep. the fact that now they are considered pretty lame. Um, but I just I, I would have never really purchased one. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Hopefully the U.S. doesn't get super weird about it. Mm-hmm. 
But the UK I mean, is they probably will. I mean, it is the US after I all. think they should be banned in malls. Yeah. I think they should be banned in public areas because mm-hmm. it is not super easy to navigate in groups of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I brought mine to Dragon Con, yeah. but it never left the parking deck no. where we parked our car because I was like, I'm not going to try to use this in but then and little to- did we know that there was a a goku riding one around and he got on U- ukaku ukaku <laughs> he got on ukaku <laughs> ukaku um uh whatever that site is kotaku kotaku yeah you made the front page yeah i was like fuck i should have thought of that why didn't i <laughs> s- inconvenience everyone and ride that around but yeah so it's it's uh it's cool but it's, it's also like interesting i also think uh we're in like a golden age for a few things like because whenever i fly my drones people immediately like whoa that's a drone you know, but in five years from now, they're going to say, fuck you, get your drone out of here, you know? like We'll see. I mean, how does, like, businesses like Amazon, like, you know how they have supposedly the whole drone delivery system? Like, no, how do no, they no. handle that? That doesn't exist yet. Not yet? It's all on paper. Okay. Well, they technically built a drone and showed how it works, but uh, they're applying to the FAA, the Federal Aviation mm-hmm. uh, uh, Airspace Aviation, or whatever it is. I forget mm-hmm. what the FAA stands for. Uh, they control all the airspace around the U.S. Okay. So uh, they're applying to get a license to do that, okay. but it's crazy. To think they, that there's uh, drones that are going to be delivering packages. They made a really funny joke about that on Family Guy the other night. Really? Because, uh, I usually don't tune in for Family Guy for the new episodes, but lately I have been. They've actually been getting a little bit better. There was this great scene where Peter and Lois go to this mattress store, and they're getting ready to purchase a brand new mattress because theirs is just absolutely filthy. And uh, they get there, they ask this guy all these questions about these mattresses, and as soon as they know exactly what they want, Lois gets on her phone, and the guy who's selling is like, you're looking it up on Amazon right now, aren't you? And she's like, yep, they have drones now. And as soon as she said that, Outside of the window, you could see this drone that was carrying a mattress outside the window. And Lois and Peter had to immediately run home. They're like, we got to get there before the drone does. (laughs) (laughs) With the, uh, yeah, so it's sort of a, that's coming. But also, (laughs) like, there's already Amazon um, Now, I think is what it's called, or Mm -hmm. Amazon Today, or I forget the term. But they, if there's a delivery center near you, Mm -hmm. they will deliver within, like, three hours of you ordering. There's just like their own personal insane. UPS, yeah. you know, That system. whole joke was capped off, too, because as soon as they ran out, Peter ran back into the mattress store to say, regular businesses suck. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a really funny highlight on the whole, like, drone phenomenon and, of course, the fact that everyone and their mom shops at Amazon.com. And why shouldn't they? It's convenient. Yeah, I have Amazon. I've had Amazon Prime for almost four years now. Mm. And wow. it is. I haven't signed up for Prime yet. It, well, I the other thing is I got a smart TV uh, mm-hmm. when we built this studio in mm-hmm. the uh, where we hang out and stuff, and it is so nice to be able to log into your Amazon Prime and watch movies that Netflix doesn't have on mm-hmm. streaming on demand because you pay for that service. Mm-hmm. So not only do you get free two day delivery on most things, you also get the, all their music library and all their film library. And Amazon also has some of their own uh, original series like Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think they have like this one that won an award called uh it's about transgender or something oh. it's called uh caitlin jenner the the true story the true story behind the music caitlin jenner or something it's like not that. the jeffrey tambor show yeah i think it is i forget the, that it's called like uh i'm gonna look this up amazon yeah, i think that's who what his name is he's a funny actor no he's a great guy amazon shows i'm sure i'll find this in two seconds the tamborinator i'm pretty sure that's who it is yeah yeah uh, it's like called something. I forget. They got a whole bunch of cool shows here, though. So check out it's called something. On it's Amazon called Prime. something. Uh, Transformers. No, that's not transgender. <laughs> or is it? No. Mm. Um, I'll find it in a little bit. But it, it it's a whole show about identity, you know, sexual identity and stuff. And uh, it's it. I haven't seen any of it, but I keep hearing amazing things about it. So, uh, 
one of the oh it's called one second i think i found it uh where is it transparent transparent do you get it yeah it's it's a very nice pun i can understand yes. it's about it's... a parent who's also transgendered transparent transparent it's... God, these guys come up with the names for Pokemon too. <laughs> 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 like, and uh, oh, I also see Louis season one, which I also think Louis se- the first few seasons are uh, one of the uh, coolest things. You know, oh Corey, I'm seeing that it is our our birthday on a lot of our social media accounts because we picked Naruto's birthday for all of our social media. Is that accounts. what today is? Yeah, today's Naruto's birthday. Oh God, it is. So I, I've just got like three different Skype messages saying, "Hey, happy birthday, Super Kami!" Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! Wow. So today, it has been that long, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been. Uh, well, multiple years, really. Wow. So the uh, the it's not our true birthday yeah. either of ours or the channel's birthday. It's just when we started out, we reviewed Naruto predominantly, so we're like, screw it, let's make that our birthday. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, well, you know what? Happy birthday, Naruto! Happy birthday! Uh, hopefully, your anime picks up soon and your fillers will go away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, oh, right. you know, the other big uh, announcement I read today is that Playboy is no longer going to be doing nude photography. I heard that. I heard yeah. that on the Herman Cain show this morning. Shucky Ducky, y'all. <laughs> Shucky Ducky. Yeah. He dropped that in a news nugget. Yeah. <laughs> God, if you don't God. listen to this local I radio, you, you don't know, know what I'm talking very, I'm not really into politics too much. I don't consider myself left, right, Republican, Democrat, none of that stuff. But I do listen to Herman Cain every morning because I just think he's a really funny dude. Well, here's the thing. He's a character. Oh yeah, definitely. and if you don't know who Herman Cain is, he was a, a presidential nominee yeah. uh, that uh, left the race before the like final few mm-hmm. people on the Republican side got chosen, and uh, he's just a big prominent radio guy here, yeah. and you probably have no idea who he is unless you live in the Atlanta market. Mm-hmm. But he's funny, yeah, and he he comes at it with a real powerful presence. Mm-hmm. So even he's kind of entertaining, even if you're not Republican. Can't police no underwear. <laughs> All you can do is give that woodchuck a tuna melt, fancy <laughs> shoes, or a metal skull crusher. Highlander Marathon! <laughs> ah, dude, I could. That's another thing. Ever since I started listening to the Herman Cain show, that's all I ever think about is the bad lip reading with Herman Cain. Oh, yeah, it's great. Just, I always remember. I'm going to dance, make love, and fix snacks for the Highlander <laughs> Marathon! That's right! It's so well timed and amazing. And I will say that out of context like all the time now. Like, I cannot help it. But let's get back on track. Playboy. Playboy. They are no longer doing what Playboy is known for, which is. Now, here's the other thing Playboy Playboy says they're going to be PG 13 from now on. Boo! No, Playboy says there's enough porn on the internet now. Well, of course there is. (laughs) I mean, honestly, you know, you know, Playboy is an institution. You know, you always hear those guys who say, "Oh, I I, I read Playboy for the articles." It is true. They do have some really well written. They're a legitimate news source in some ways, but we've got to have boobies in our playboy magazine well they oh, i think the article i read which is on gizmodo they said they're gonna they're comparing it to the sexiest instagram pictures you've ever seen because instagram has a no nudity nudity policy mm, they're, they're trying so, to be like maxim yeah 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 they're trying to do centerfolds but with mm. uh uh no nudity and uh, they're getting rid of the nudity and they're trying to become more legit they're trying to become a maxim that's probably a good way to put it mm-hmm. or uh uh what's but the they're other not they're rolling playboy. stone isn't that a magazine too? Yeah, yeah like a Rolling Stone or something. They're, uh, I, I don't read magazines, so I barely remember any of these things anymore. Could have anymore. at least waited until you know Hugh Hefner died to you know do this thing. That would have been a weird correlation, though. Okay, he's gone, so now no more nudity. That would have yeah, been weird. I mean, let's, let's, carry is, is on, Hefner, let's carry on the you, nudist legacy. I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast, and Joe Rogan said he took his kids to Disneyland or World, whatever it's called in mm-hmm. California. 
and uh, they he was there and you can pay extra for this thing called the fast pass mm-hmm. where you just go through the exit and get on the ride like yeah. right away. You like you get a little slip. will be like, be here at 3 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. And you can like fast pass into all the rides that way. Mm-hmm. And he said Hugh Hefner got on right before him with like three of the playmates. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's like, what is this guy? Like, is this real? He's still doing this. Like, is just this the thing he does? Does he even care about, you know, like it's a weird life to be a dude that runs around with a bunch of hot 20 year olds it's awesome in some ways, but also very sort of like character driven at a certain point. It's like he is this guy, you oh, know. Oh, Hugh Hefner has like uh, gone beyond himself. Like he, he's a living, breathing, like almost fictional entity that shouldn't exist in real life, but there he is. Yeah, you and uh, uh, Jay Leno was uh, on, I think, the uh, guest on that show on mm-hmm. that episode of the Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking about how. He said how he went there with Arnold once at the Playboy Mansion. And Playboy Mansion is almost like a history museum because I've never been there. But I, I, they have like a zoo. They have the the grotto. Yeah, it's, it's like a Bill Cosby like DNA museum. <laughs> Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby hung out there a lot doing yeah. a lot of bad things. I think there probably. are parts of Bill Cosby that are still hanging out there. But go on. In the sheets. And, yeah. In the curtains. Yeah. Um, uh, so they were just saying he was just like it's weird because he almost has like a zoo for the girls because he has all these hot chicks you know there and they're like oh stay for lunch stay for lunch and he's like and then so this guy came with like a trash can bucket full of like fried chicken and set it down and all these girls like jumped in it and started grabbing fried chicken and eating it and he's like it's like he fed them like animals you know (laughs) so there he is with arnold and he said this is back in the late 80s so arnold's gigantic like three times as big as he is now Mm -hmm. and then all these hot chicks and so there's Jay Leno and Arnold watching yeah, these. So Arnold Schwarzenegger hung out at the Playboy Mansion in the 80s eating fried chicken. And Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a cool time. Yeah. It sounds like something I would have loved to have <laughs> seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so it, it just seems like he's a weird dude in some yeah. ways. It's a weird thing. I mean, like you said, he's a character that almost wouldn't exist in real life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, Hugh Hefner and the Playboy. But they still have a lot of merchandise. Mm -hmm. Like, Playboy makes money in a lot of different ways. They're not the magazine sales. I think they were even saying the magazine went from about, like, uh, 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 it went from 5.6 printed editions. And then, like, it's been dropping, like, by a million every year. Like in a while, you could say that probably about almost every major magazine, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A lot of print is print is dying. Yeah. Print is dying. To say the so, least. Yeah, I think there will always be a place for print, um, but it's never going to be the same as it was. Not as prosperous. No, well, there's choices now. Mm-hmm. There's choices. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that, and uh, it's it's gone now. You know, it's just uh, no more nudity in Playboy. Well, I am disappointed. You know what? And I shouldn't even be. I've never even purchased a single issue of Playboy. No, I just always found him in the woods. <laughs> you know <laughs> how many people used to find porn in the woods dude the first time i ever saw porn i found it in the woods that's gone now though yeah that's never gonna exist like, anymore just randomly like it, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> in my house it was over at uh my friend's house we were spending the night and they lived in an apartment complex and they had this park that was right behind their mm-hmm. apartment and uh we were crossing over there and going past the river and lo and behold just in this garbage bag right there that was clearly opened up like six videotapes and like 20 magazines. You're like, this is porn. I this get it. This is porn. <laughs> and like, th- that was the day that changed everything, to say the least. And this is the day your hormones kicked in? Yeah. But they don't do that no more. If you want to look for porn in the woods, you just got to type it in in a Google search engine. <laughs> and then people be fucking in the woods exactly. on your phone. <laughs> exactly. Hell, exactly. Look on your phone. Like, that's how much this stuff has changed. 
Um, I don't think this is a good, personally, like I said, though, I don't think this is a good decision for Playboy. I think this is going to end up hurting them a lot. Um, especially because what are they trying to do? What are they? They're trying trying to to get rid of what made Playboy Playboy. They're trying to appeal to a larger audience. This is like if McDonald's said, "All right, no more Big Macs." Like, just you don't do that. Like, yeah, you don't. Boobies made Playboy. (laughs) Like Playboy bunnies made Playboy. That's what made them so popular. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to survive on their own steam with uh, you know. Maybe it's just because of the name. Maybe that's what's going to keep them alive. You know, because it's such a well-known magazine around the world. Everybody, you know, even when people reference, like, you know, seeing porn as a kid, you're like, oh, you found the Playboys, right? Like, Even if just, it was a hustler. Yeah. Even if it was like, oh, you got some Playboys, you yeah. know? So uh, I'm sure hustle, Hustler is still in business. Hopefully. Never saw any Hustlers. Well, I see them in the, in the, in the, the plastic bags where you can't see the covers and yeah. gas stations and stuff. <laughs> I'm a motherfucking Hustler motherfucker but yeah that's a shame for playboy it, it sounds pretty horrifying and you know what that makes sense because it's october which means Woo! it is the halloween season and i love freaking halloween it's always been one of my favorite holidays um i've had so many great halloween memories from when i was a kid and honestly i think halloween has changed a lot since uh, we were kids you know honestly back in the day like when i used to go trick-or-treating with friends and everything like our neighborhoods were filled like hundreds of kids bumping into each other going from house to house and trick-or-treating from like six all the way till about 11 o'clock at night and we didn't use bags we didn't use pumpkin barrels we used our (laughs) freaking sheets our bed sheets our freaking pillowcases in order to fill it up with candy and you could literally fill like up to close 50 to even more pounds just of candy from like one night of trick-or-treating uh, now things are a little different. Um, like, you know, I live on, I live at my house now and I do trick or treat duty every single year and I always wait for the kids to come up so I can scare the living crap out of them. Um, but it, it, every year just seems to get a little bit lower. Like there's, you know, last year I think I had a total of 10 trick or treaters the entire night. Well, you could also say the area you live in, the kids are growing up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't say that uh, that's not really a good sample necessarily. It's a big family neighborhood, though, so I was expecting it to be a little crazier. I am going to be doing it again this year. I am going to be scaring children and uh, giving them nightmares. Uh, I am going to be using a uh, chainsaw this year, which does not have a chain on it. Thank you, Dad, for letting me borrow that. I really appreciate that. I will return it without, you know, hopefully letting without it Without children destroy. bits? Without children <laughs> without bits? children missing. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm putting up decorations like in the next week. I'm getting all happy for the Halloween season. I freaking love Halloween. Um, and the other thing is, uh, costumes. Like those are obviously really important with Halloween. Did you ever have like a favorite Halloween costume you had or like something that you uh, always win as? No, I did Wolverine a lot when I was a real young kid. Really? Wolverine? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, it was cool and I had claws and I thought that was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I also I always did a soldier because I thought it was cool to you know dress up in camo and mm-hmm. say I was I'm a special ops kid you know and like I, I thought that was cool and it was mm-hmm. fun to carry a gun and a plastic gun and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that was fun uh, but no uh, I don't think I had a hundred percent favorite you know mm-hmm. dressing up was never all that interesting for me no 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 I just cared about the candy. Mm. You know, there was always that one kid in the group who had like a, you know, not much of a costume at all. Maybe barely anything, maybe one mask, maybe just put a little paint on their face. They were there just for the candy. Well, I, oh, I remember I used to uh, uh, dress up as a ghost, but the sheets, it was kind of embarrassing. Like my mom probably like menstruated on the sheets because it had a little red spot. So I said I was a ghost that got shot. 
No, I made all that up. Wow! <laughs> I was like, dude, there's no way I'm going to be able to talk this story in the, in the amount of awkwardness that came from that. I just made that up. Holy shit! Oh my god, I was so hoping that story was true! I was like, this is officially the greatest podcast that I was you a- wore a sheet that your mom oh menstruated. <laughs> I was a ghost that got shot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to compose myself. That was so great. I'm glad you thought oh it was my God. good. I wish I had something that I could one-up that with. I just cosplayed as Jason a lot. Uh, yeah. Basically, as, even as a kid, yeah. I was obsessed with Friday the 13th movies. Um, and that's because I had a really big love of horror films when I was growing up. Mostly because uh, my dad let me get away with lots, watching a lot that I really should not have seen at a younger age. And uh, because of that, I've become a big fan of horror movies. And that brings us to our next big topic, Christian, which is going to involve you. Yes. You are going to tell us what your top five favorite horror movies are. We're just going to go through the list and discuss each of these. I have no idea what they are, so I'm really excited to see what they're going to be. Uh, Just basically go through the list. Let's know what it is, and we'll just discuss it. Okay, first one. First one. These are not in order from best least. They're just my top. Your top. In my five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first one, Event Horizon. If Wow. I, really? That movie freaked me out as a kid. Wow. This is great. You know, Nostalgia Critic just reviewed that. Really? Yeah. Well, it's fucking weird. It's yeah. a weird, dark movie. Mm-hmm. And it always blew my mind because it has the actor... Uh, first of all, it has Lawrence Fishburne in it, mm, so that's yeah. awesome. It's also got what's his name from uh, Sam Neil. Sam Neil from Jurassic Park. That's yeah. the thing that blew my mind. I was like, that's mm-hmm. the that's the paleontologist from South. Oh shit! There's blood all over him. You know, not South Park. <laughs> uh, I meant to say uh, uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> and it, it's about a spaceship that has like uh, warp technology to get around faster in space, but it ends mm-hmm. up warping to hell. Yeah. And then coming back, and it's haunted now. Yeah, it's kind of like Doom in some senses. Like they <clears throat> open a portal to hell. Yeah, they open a portal to hell, but there's no fighting back with guns. Yeah. There's just... And then there's also like his wife keeps showing up, or his girlfriend, or someone of the crew keeps showing up with no eyeballs. Just I think that's uh, Sam Neill's character. Yeah. Like his wife will constantly just sort of appear like right next to him with no eyes, just completely blackened. Yeah. Looking really, really with, like, creepy. Blood and, coming out of the sockets and stuff. Now, is that because the, the, the portal to hell, which has been opened in space, is like driving him insane? Like Yeah, they're slowly, like everyone's going crazy. And here's the other thing about that film. You should probably watch the trailer, Event Horizon, because the visuals of it mm-hmm. are very interesting like you know when he's crawling through that circuit board like mm-hmm. tunnel you know mm-hmm. and there's also that long tube that has like i don't know what it is it's like this spinning and then they're like walking through that hallway oh it's <laughs> is that like a, it's like the uh, the walls are constantly like moving. yeah like walking through like a corkscrew tunnel yeah it's constantly moving god i love that you mentioned the vent horizon dude because like i said nostalgia critic just reviewed it and he tore it to pieces well it's not i'm not saying <laughs> so it's the like, best movie it just as a child it freaked me out i'm surprised you saw that as a child man. well i saw a lot because i, I did seen. not you know i said that I, I saw a lot of horror movies like at a young age that i probably shouldn't have seen uh-huh. event horizon like never became relevant to me until i was like uh, I think 17, 18 years old. Like, that yeah. was the first time I saw it. So I was a little more seasoned, so I can only imagine what that movie did to you. <laughs> most of my films, because I don't really like chase down horror films. Like, mm-hmm. they're not my thing. So yeah. most of the horror films on my list are things that freaked me out as a child. Yeah, real visceral stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot. some of it's And that gory. movie does have some, like, really messed up imagery. Because, like, what happens is, like, in that story, at least to my recollection, is they're going into space, 
the portal opens up, you have the one scientist, which is Sam Neill, yeah. and then you have, like, all of these, like, space trucker-esque characters, kind of like the guys you would see from Alien, and uh, one by one, they're sort of, like, killed off by these mysterious forces, and by the end of the movie, you see that not only were they killed, but they're also being constantly tortured by the denizens of hell, with some imagery which just looks so freaking ghastly, and according to Nostalgia Critics Review, he actually said that uh, a lot of the movie was cut down. It was originally going to be like an NC-17 rated X movie. Whoa. And they had to like chop a lot of that imagery down at the very end where all of the characters are like covered in barbed wire and being tortured and shit. It has some like, that really... That really hard to look at. Really powerful visuals. And mm-hmm. this is way before like Saw, mm-hmm. way before, uh, uh, what's that one where they, The Hostel. Yeah. You know, way before we had torture porn movies. Mm-hmm. You know, so this was like, freaking me out mm-hmm. as a child okay my next one next movie so event horizon it's pretty damn freaky it's freaky watch the trailer and if you're interested check it out mm-hmm. next one first blair witch project okay um i can understand again very young yeah. freaked me out mm-hmm. uh one of the very first successful found footage films mm-hmm. and literally they advertised this like this really happened they really didn't want i believed it happened yeah a lot of when people it first came out like a lot of people thought this film was for real mm-hmm. and is it the best acted or best concept no but they build up the tension so much mm-hmm. literally anything you see freaks you out yeah like anything mm-hmm. they're like <gasps> and they turn and there's a hand on the outside of the tent pressing mm-hmm. on and you're like ah <laughs> it's like you didn't see shit mm-hmm. and then like there's the where they run away and then it's just her face like <laughs> you know like all Such that an we- iconic shot yeah. yeah yeah like that's practically the 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 what you think of when you see the movie and then you know at the end you think you see something and then the camera goes black they like don't even show you anything no and that's the other thing that's kind of genius about that movie um it's not really a gory film i mean there's a little bit of blood here and there or there's but teeth really, they yeah, find teeth the, the in teeth the back the weird little basket thing that the the Blair Witch leaves for them. Um, But the genius of that film, which is what I think most real good horror films do, is, uh, you know, they they use barely any gore, and it's up to your mind that what you see, what you hear, uh, what's scarier in your thoughts is way scarier than anything you see in that movie. But it's made so that every single person who watches it is going to have their own personal horror experience with that film. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the Blair Witch Project, just to me, was a a well-done horror movie at its roots don't show too much Mm -hmm. keep the tension high keep the things keep everything kind of guessing you know keep the audience guessing and it freaked me out because i watched it in the fall you know and the woods look just like those woods for me Mm -hmm. you know and when did you uh actually see it did you see when it was in i know uh right after it came right after it came out on vhs yeah or like dvd that's when i saw it too but my circumstances from seeing the movie were very different um i don't know if you ever had this luck back in the day remember how we used to have uh, pay-per-view movies which i think they still do yeah um like on-demand type stuff um occasionally those channels Uh would come in clean like just randomly like you would get a movie that would just play out of nowhere and me and my cousin uh davis i'm dropping his name right now yeah uh, there was one day at school uh where we actually didn't go to school um we, we would do this thing where we would walk down to the bus stop and if the bus didn't show up within because sometimes our bus would run really late we were one of the last people picked up if it ran like over 20 minutes we would just turn around and go home and not tell our parents about it. And uh, we, we, we skipped a couple times in middle school. And in the fall of 1999, we did that one day, went back to my house, uh, watched Pokemon, which was fucking awesome. That was another reason why it was good to go home uh, that day, because it's like, fuck, Pokemon is on when we're at school. This is bullshit. And um, <laughs> pay-per-view started playing. And we watched 75% of the Blair Witch Project. 
we missed the first 20 minutes because it just wasn't working, and then it randomly just started playing, which almost seemed like a horror thing in itself. It's like, how yes. the fuck is this even happening? Yes. And we watched all the way to the end of the movie, and that movie freaking fl- uh, it flipped me out, man. Like, I couldn't sleep for a week. That, that final scene... Because it, it's when all they in go your head. House, yeah. It's all in your head. To me, though, what I was seeing was way more horrifying than what they were seeing, you know? Like, that final shot when they go down into that house in the basement. It's just a dude standing in the corner, and then the chick knocks over, boom, that's the end of the movie. But, God, the images it will put in your head are just terrifying. Yes. You know, that, that, that is a movie that is also genius in that it probably didn't cost them jack shit, and they made no. so much money on that movie. And at the time, it was fresh. It was inventive. Now we have a lot of found footage movies, which are, you know, very by the numbers. Paranormal activity, if you will. Yes. Like, pff, even the sequels they did for this movie sucked so bad. Oh, the Blair Witch Project sequels, never watch them. They are not Blair Witch Project yeah. concept. They're, They're now... not even, like, related, really. I mean, like, because the first movie is a found footage one. The second one's a traditional horror film. Yeah. And it's garbage. It's so freaking bad. It's bad. It's just bad. Okay, uh, let me right, get... So the Blair Witch Project, check it out, people. Okay, get three left. Oh, yeah. I've got two honorable mentions, but okay. I'll do those later. We'll get to those at the end. Yeah. Right before we get to number one. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, the next one, Alien. Alien. <laughs> Freaked me out as a kid. Because these technically space truckers are just there, and then they... There's only one alien. They knew what they were doing on the first one. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott knew what he was doing. It's just like this alien... Uh, is that where the chest burster comes out, or is that the second one that they start doing that? Uh, they're technically in both, but the the first chest burster scene was from. That's the, the cafeteria mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was a cafeteria. Yeah, yeah. It's when they're all just uh, sitting down to have lunch and everything, yeah. and then suddenly the guy starts coughing up, and then yeah. boom, it happens. And what's most genius about that scene too is they never showed anybody what that effect would look like. Like, before they actually filmed it, they wanted to surprise the actors because they were so proud of their special effects. Uh-huh. Uh, that one female who's watching it happen up close, who has the blood squirt on her face, her reaction's totally real. Really? Like she's legitimately freaked the fuck out because the effects look so good. They still look good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, parts of Alien look good. Parts mm-hmm. of it have aged poorly. Like, oh, if yeah, you definitely. see, like, a 4K remastered version of Alien, it mm-hmm. looks like shit when it, yeah. it's not supposed to be that high def, mm-hmm. you know, because some of this stuff doesn't hold up. The practicals do because they're practicals. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, the spaceship looks like fucking something with strings, yeah. you know, and some of the stuff. <laughs> In some shots, yeah. Yeah. But Alien is just another great movie about uh, the alien not being seen much mm-hmm. and slowly taking out everyone mm-hmm. and freaking you out every step of the way. Yeah, you it's don't a know real who's next. slow crawl of a movie. Yeah. It's atmospheric as hell. The side characters are really interesting. And that's something that's really hard to do in a horror film, which is to make likable characters, characters that you don't want to see get killed. You just want some throwaway black guys that die first, right? <laughs> you know? No, no, no. But it was very good. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a very interesting film. And it's I just unlike any of the other alien movies too. Because it really is a horror film. Yeah, it is. You don't the the alien sort of um, what would you say like universe hadn't really been explored very mm-hmm. much yet. Yeah. Like it was the, the, the lore, mm-hmm. the alien lore, and really wasn't known. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was. It's very good. Yeah, in many ways, it was kind of like just like a traditional slasher movie, just in space. And Sigourney Weaver yeah. is a badass actress that was pretty hot back then. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was it was kind of cool. I mean, that movie definitely, I think, helped her career. It was also great to have a really really strong female lead who like wasn't stereotypical in any sense of the word like ripley was badass like she was the yes, only was. one i think who even survived the first alien film i believe i think it was her and a cat i think that was about <laughs> um everyone else just gets completely destroyed by this thing i remember um because back in the early 90s uh alien had something of a small revival because alien 3 had just come out 
and for some odd reason they're like, hell, this seems like a perfect idea to market toys for kids. Let's make a bunch of alien toys. And uh, because of that, I started getting into Alien a lot more. I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's all these monsters and people fighting aliens in space. And uh, I was like, Mom, I want to rent this movie. She's like, okay. And since my mom is completely oblivious to horror films because she freaking hates them, uh, rented the first two Alien films, sat down to watch Alien, got an hour in, turned <laughs> it off, running, screaming to my mom, especially during the scene where uh, I think it was one of the main male leads, and he has one of those, like, uh, radar trackers. Yeah, yeah. And he's trying boop, to escape, boop, and he's like, it's getting closer, boop. it's getting closer! And you don't see anything, and he's just walking through this dark tunnel, and then he's like, it stopped! And then as soon as he turns over, the light flashes, and you just see the alien for, like, a split second, it's all like, <laughs> And that's it! That's, like, the biggest scare in the movie. I screamed running down the hallway to like my mom like crying like that scene freaked me out so damn much and it's still really disturbing yeah no that scene uh and so many other the tension the mm -hmm. tension was the great oh, selling point of those films. you know i think that's a big theme in uh the first three is the tension is mm -hmm. always rock solid throughout the film especially those final uh climaxes like with ripley just trying to escape the alien on her own uh -huh. the overall set of the ship just how dark and claustrophobic it is all mm -hmm. of the smoke and the fog and never knowing where that alien's gonna pop in because the alien's design which was designed by a guy named hr geiger like he made it look kind of like this combination of like inorganic and and organic material mm -hmm. like it blends in really well with all of its environment yeah with that whole uh, uh hard black steel look of the mm, ship yeah. you know it just blends in and you and never know where it's that guy up. that guy did he didn't he die a little while ago uh, i believe he did unfortunately yeah he he just had an art style that was so interesting what's mm -hmm. his name again if you want to go I think look it's hr geiger you look up his art though all very interesting. Mm -hmm. He had a very strong style. Uh, yeah. I strongly recommend you look up his, his Effectively art. created one of the most iconic movie monsters of all time, the alien itself, which is continuing to pop up. We'll probably make it another appearance in all these brand new Alien and Prometheus films as well. Yes, yes. Okay. So Alien is a fantastic choice. I think it's really funny that Event Horizon and Alien are on the same list. Because a lot of space. Event Horizon took so much from Alien's set design. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they look nearly identical. But in some ways, I feel Event Horizon went bigger with it, mm -hmm. you know, because their ship doesn't feel as claustrophobic in oh, some no, ways. Oh, no, it's definitely more open, yeah. But there are certain moments of Event Horizon that are very claustrophobic, like mm -hmm. the green tunnels where they're crawling through trying to get to the circuit boards, and mm -hmm. then he turns, and his wife's there with the, no eyeballs and blood, and she's like, Wah! you know, it's very... You know, for kids. For kids! I shouldn't have seen that. Um, okay, the last two are sort of fun movies, but okay. Still so very much horror movies. Number four. Four. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Awesome. I love that you went with this choice. Well, it's um, technically a horror film in certain ways. It mm -hmm. gets very serious at the end. Mm -hmm. Randomly. Yeah. And uh, anything to do with zombies is great. Yeah. I could have picked any other zombie film because I like them all. Mm -hmm. But I think Shaun of the Dead uh, understood the world. It was creating the movie in more than a lot of other mm -hmm. zombie films and had a very strong sort of uh, feeling. And I just think Shaun of the Dead is always fun to watch. But at the same time, uh, in the right circumstances, can be kind of scary. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That, that is an interesting choice. I didn't expect you to choose any like big hardcore like comedy horror films i do have one on my list we're not talking about that yet uh -huh. but uh you know Shaun of the dead is a really interesting choice um because you're right it, it's really funny it's very well written it's got some amazing characters but there's a lot of like really fucked up scenes in the movie too a lot of really nasty gore that's very reminiscent of like classic romero zombie movies it's like. very much a romero comedy Mm -hmm. in yeah. some ways that's mm -hmm. a good way to put it but with a british comedy spin yeah. dry humor yeah. infinitely quotable too there's just so oh, many yeah. amazing moments from the film and i think the most genius thing about Shaun of the dead is that the first half of the movie before the zombies are there 
is exactly the same as the second half, except that zombies are involved. Yeah, yeah. Like, they foreshadow every single event. They repeat lines multiple times. It's like watching the same movie twice, except the second version (laughs) just has zombies in it. And it's... God, I can't get enough of all, that movie. All that doesn't happen on accident. They knew mm. what they were making. And overall, I think if you guys have never seen Shaun of the Dead, go check that out. Because that is a fun, you know, through and through good film. And mm-hmm. the only one that I didn't see as a child that mm-hmm. freaked me out. I, I think uh, we saw that for the first time. Yeah. I think it was at your house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you just you just gotten the brand new HD TV. Mm. Oh, yeah, God. Back yeah. in the, uh, the early 2000s. Yeah. And uh, man, just mm. that movie was so damn funny for the first time. I still think it's one of the best zombie movies. A lot of people like to compare it to uh, Zombieland because it's kind of got like the same thing going for it. Where Zombieland's not as good. Mm-hmm. I like Zombieland. It but, is good. Mm-hmm, but it has kind of that tone where it's. It is. It's funny. It's really goofy, but can also go into like really creepy territory as well with its just, violence and its gore. The only scene that I think Zombieland hands down has better than uh, Shaun of the Dead is the Bill Murray scene. <laughs> That's just so unique to that movie. Yeah, too. it's like any regrets, maybe Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other cool thing about Shaun of the Dead, before we move on to the next one, um, is that it's actually a part of a trilogy. Uh, they're not connected per se. You remember the other movie, Hot Fuzz? Hot Fuzz. Hot and Fuzz what's... could technically be considered like a slasher horror movie because of the subject matter. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, the final one, which I think is... Uh, the World's uh, End? Yeah, World's End, which is uh, about aliens. Yes. Uh, all three movies are connected. They're called the Cornetto Trilogy. Do you know why that is? No, I don't know what that word That's means. That's because in every single one of these films, a character or characters are seen eating ice cream, which is a brand which is called Cornetto. And in every single movie... That is the weakest fucking link I've ever I heard. I know. It's hilarious. <laughs> but and it's the same type of like, you know, those like nut, peanutty bars. Yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, with all the, the peanuts on top. They have a different flavor in every single movie. And because mm-hmm. of that, the director who's worked on all of them and using the same actors, he's like, this is my Cornetto trilogy. Well, it's really, all held together by the theme of ice cream. It's bullshit. <laughs> They're obviously the same people making them. Mm-hmm, but that's yeah. a real real leap to say that's yeah, a every every movie also has the same joke that started in Shaun of the dead which was uh when they were hopping the fences uh-huh yeah like they, they include that joke in every single movie in like mm-hmm. a different sense as well there's definitely running gags i love hot fuzz where they're they're making fun of breaking point where he shoots in the air screaming yeah! ah, do, 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 do. <laughs> you know do you ever shoot into the air with passion and scream he's like no no i'm a police officer i don't do that yeah, right. check out Shaun of the dead it's it's one of the greatest horror comedies and it's actually a legitimately good zombie what's your favorite uh hot fuzz world's end or Shaun of the dead oh Shaun of the dead Shaun of the dead too yeah i love hot fuzz it's really growing on me and world's end is good it's definitely the weakest of the three i was about to say that but uh Shaun of the dead is just damn dude it's so good every almost every single line of dialogue is funny i don't even think uh the world's end is the weakest because it's a bad film i just think the other ones are so strong yeah it's not any fault to that film Mm -hmm. and maybe i'm almost just tired of this of the same sort of universe again Mm -hmm. but you're kind of wore out by that point so but Shaun of the dead hands down great film Mm -hmm. okay last all right well first before we get to the last you have honorable mention yes okay now this is a stretch but i liked it and it freaked me out as a child okay the house on haunted hill the remake do you remember that one? I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying not to confuse it because there were two movies that came out during that period, which were remakes. 1999. There was uh, House on Haunted Hill, and then there was, uh, I think it was called The Haunting. Okay, um, this is... I think is... House on Haunted Hill, was it about the... 
guy who owns an amusement park and he invites all those people to the house to like stay for one night. Yes. He offers them, he offers them a million dollars if they stay in this house for one night. It is freaky deaky. It is freaky deaky. And uh, it's just like, they go to this, like the whole building they go to the house is like, actually it used to belong to like these like crazy surgeons or something. Yes. Yes. I haven't seen that in years. It is weird. Mm -hmm. The visuals of that film Mm -hmm. just are intense. Yeah. So I remember seeing that as a kid and I don't even think it's that great of a movie. I'll be a hundred percent honest. This is the, the one I'm sort of mentioning that yeah. I don't know if I'm actually recommending you watch it. Yeah. But it's, it's actually a remake too. Yeah, it is a, it is a remake. The original starred Vincent Price. It has a uh Joffrey Rush, is that how you say? Joffrey Rush. Joffrey yeah. Rush. It also has um what's her name who played uh Phoenix from X-Men, I believe. Fanta yes. Jensen? Yes. Oh man, she's so fine. Yeah, she looked great back oh, then she too. She still looks great, man. She looked better then. Gorgeous. <laughs> and then uh it also has that black guy, I forget his name though, uh Ty Diggs. <laughs> that black guy. Uh who actually he, survives, I believe. Yes, he runs out, but there's pretty much a big ghost, big cloud monster. Mm-hmm. You know, a big uh uh what what was the uh Fantastic Four, the first villain? Oh, it was Galactus. It's a big Galactus sequel, cloud monster yeah. <laughs> at the end. Did it also have Chris Catan? Chris Catan. He's like a goofy <laughs> little dude. He's like, Whoa man, what's happening? Yeah. House is haunted, huh? <laughs> Chris Catan, I'm sorry. Where are you? We miss you, man. Uh, you can come on our podcast. We know you need work. You know, we'll give you a few bucks and lunch. <laughs> so that's such a dick thing to say. I'm sorry, bro. You've done more with your life than I ever will, even if it is just this. <laughs> For the, the the people who only listen to this are only going to get half that joke, but still. I was head bobbing. Yeah, like uh, House on Haunted Hill, yeah. I, I've only watched it, like, I think maybe once back in the day, but I remember it really freaked me out with its imagery. Last honorable mention. Last honorable mention. The Ring. The first one. The Ring. The Ring. Yeah, yeah. based on the, the Japanese horror film Ring. That uh, was one of the first when America finally figured out, oh, wait, the Japanese make the freakiest shit. Yeah. Let's throw some white people in it and remake it <laughs> and repackage it. Yeah. So uh, also the audition. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to mention too many things, but mm-hmm. the audition is the weirdest. That's more like a saw hostile torture porn kind of film with a weird atmosphere. Uh, that is a Japanese film. That is not a, uh, uh, I'm mentioning two movies at once now. I'm sorry. I'm getting off track, but both those films, uh, The Ring and Audition, sort of really give you a strong feel of what Japanese horror is like. Especially Audition. Well, that's like a film. I literally, I bought that film, and then I watched it with you, mm-hmm. and I threw it away. I was like, I'll never need to watch that again. Yeah. I don't want it in my house. And That's uh, either a sign that the movie was really effective in what it was trying to convey, or it was a really bad movie. It's kind of a weird thing. It, it was effective, but yet I will never let that back into my brain. Yeah, it's like, like I, I have there's limits. never going to be a situation where like, I'm going to relax and watch Audition today. Once the torture dude that was in the burlap sack crawled out and then the chick threw up in a dog bowl and fed it to him, I was like, this is a film I that's never like need to watch. That's like just the halfway point. Too. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you're like, oh, that's the, that's the tone we're setting, huh? <laughs> I'm like, don't uh, watch. But it. then, of course, there's the ring. That movie was really popular when it came out for the first time. It just, it did it right. Mm-hmm. How it's not the first time you hear, oh, it's a scary girl ghost, you know, because mm-hmm. her parents didn't kill her, and it's it's haunted, and uh, <laughs> and so you know, it's it was just uh, really well made, mm-hmm. and I think the tone was solid all the way through. Yeah. I think it was one of those movies that popularized the idea of like the creepy ghost girl. Yes, you know, I think it always been around, but like that's when it really put it into the public eye. And that's always been something that's gets uh, seen a lot in uh, Japanese anime as well. Yeah, I just feel like it's uh, it's what's 
it was just really good, mm-hmm. you know, in general. So uh, I think that uh, The Ring is just always a good freaky movie if you want to get yeah. freaked out. And the main lead guy in it gets totally fucked up at the end. Oh, and you yeah. didn't see that coming because he's a likable character. Thought he was good. And when that girl crawls out of the TV for the first time, it's like, holy fuck. You know, <laughs> like it was just, it was really weird. I prefer the Scary Movie 3 version. Where he beats her ass after she comes out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all those scary movies. That's all. Like, we could do a whole podcast on just the scary movie series. Mm-hmm. So How good and how bad they are. Just They're the really not that good, moments. but they're no, pretty they're good. <laughs> they're also pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, another thing, if you guys, uh, like I said, mentioned in last week's podcast, James Rolfe, Angry Video Game Nerd, he's doing um, his Monster Madness, and he did one on Ring, so make sure to check that out. But uh, now that we got those honorable mentions, the final. what is your final favorite horror film? I could rewatch this movie any day of the week. Tremors. <laughs> it is a horror Tremors. film. It is a horror film. It is. It, it, oh, my gosh. It's Why got, Tremors? Because it's got Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. He's rocking it. And uh, the gun scene alone made that movie for me. You know, the redneck dude in Arizona. Yeah, you when, know, the, when they when bust the, uh, in. When the, the real Tremors nerds will know that the, they're called Graboids. Graboids. Uh, the Graboid comes in and, like, it busts through their wall. And it this just redneck's happens basic. to... And it went into the worst place possible. Because these people have so many guns up on their wall. And they just unload everything into this like they're grabbing gun, boom 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 okay grab a new one boom 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 and so it was just a, a very interesting film yeah. and uh again freaked me out as a kid yeah you know and also i liked the setting the desert sort of mm-hmm. setting and everything like yeah. that I so that basically the, the, the premise if you don't know the premise of tremors is that it takes place out in this nevada desert and there are these giant prehistoric sandworms which have come out from out of nowhere and they're destroying all the livestock and they're eating people so something has to be done about these monsters the other problem is they actually end up trapping everybody in this small town because there's only one way out by going through this pass and they completely destroy it with all this rubble so now all these people are trapped in this very small place which i think is called perfection i think that's actually the name of the town no you got a better memory than me i don't remember any of that dude i've seen tremors so many <laughs> um and uh then you have these two unlikely heroes one of which is played by kevin bacon and uh the other one i think the actor's name is burt ward i might be wrong though um, but, uh, he, he's basically, uh, the real lead of the movie, but, uh, he went on to star in a lot of the sequels. Um, and so they have to do everything they can to stop these giant worms, which are just so disgustingly awesome looking. Like they're not like your typical, just like giant dune worm or anything. Like they look like this giant monster worm with like a big, like bird's beak that can like spit out even larger, like, like snakes out of its mouth, which it uses to grab people. It's a real creepy design and it's a great use of practical effects, which the new Tremors 5 just came out recently. Oh my uh, if God. you're a Tremors fan, check it out. Um, the CG is no substitute for the practical effects at all. I got to kind of look that up. But yeah, the movie, uh, it, it creeped me out as a kid too. I remember watching it really early when I was young because they showed it as a primetime movie on, uh, I think it was ABC and the whole family, we all tuned in for it. Um, and it scared the crap out of me. But what I love most about mm. Tremors is that in many ways, it's kind of like a tribute to, like, the old, like, sci-fi monster movies from, like, the 1950s, except it's just a slightly more modernized version of that. Um, it's it's not too overly violent. It's not too scary. It is actually the type of horror movie you could watch with some mature children. I think they really could get something out of it, and they definitely get some uh, creeps and crawls from it. Uh, but, yeah, that's just a, a really memorable movie. The setting, like you said, too, the desert, yeah. is a really good setting because it's very isolated, 
and you know there's not a lot of like they can't get a lot of help from people and that actually adds a little bit to the dread of being trapped in this desert with worms that like live there exclusively so it's really disturbing oh and my the God. fact that they can crawl in the ground and everything so you know the uh the old family sitcom uh family ties yeah the dad was actually the gun-toting redneck dude really i, I think so oh my god that's weird i saw that on a on uh imdb actually i think that na- that character's name in the movie was bert bert i think that's who it was yeah i feel so bad for not knowing that guy's name because i've seen those movies so many times and he was really memorable in the uh the sequel to tremors too because again he brought all that crazy weaponry his giant truck was just just filled with all of these explosives and different guns and everything yeah it's just uh you know and again you guys the other thing is there are so many good horror films out there Mm -hmm. you know like i'm just telling you my favorites from my perspective but Mm -hmm. like there's a bunch of other good stuff like scream the first scream was great Mm -hmm. you know like there's just a bunch of really good stuff show was a bust i don't even remember that yeah it happened this year really yeah it was on mtv of all places whoa yeah they made a a tv version it actually has pretty much nothing to do with the movies outside of the fact that it's called scream and it involves a killer who wears a mask who calls people and then you know plays with them and kills them um but yeah it was not very good (laughs) anyway who cares but anyway tremors i'm really shocked that you went with a movie like that i think that's really great it just impacted me Mm -hmm. impacted me a lot when i was younger and i was i'll never forget tremors Mm -hmm. if i have kids i'll definitely show it to them eventually and and warp their minds show them the sequel too i think that the first sequel is fun is that where they start flying uh no that's when uh they give birth to like they, they go through a metamorphosis process. They do little the raptor time. versions. Yeah, and they have like these little like uh, heat sensors on their head, which they can use to like sense people's like thermal energy. Yeah, and that's when they attack them. It's very much like the first movie where it's not super violent. It's just a fun action like horror movie uh, with a uh, really cool monster designs. And again, that second movie also u- utilizes a lot of practical effects because thank God it was made in the mid nineties. Uh, before CG went too crazy. There is CG in that movie, though, and it is very archaic. But uh, check out the original Tremors. It's a great tribute to the uh, the monster sci-fi movies of the classic 1950s. Just, Absolutely. Uh, it's good. So, really yeah. good. Christian, I got to say, I'm really surprised. Hell um, yeah. I went hard on this I list. I your list. It's I very it different. Really cool. And I don't think you're going to find that top five anywhere on the internet. That I was... don't think so either. That's what I really love about this, because our lists are so different. Like, next week when we get to mine, you're going to see very different type of lists. There's only maybe one on my list that's kind of in the vein of Shaun of Dead, but uh-huh. it's still, you know, a little more serious. How many do you think I could predict your list? I, uh, I know try, try and predict uh, a couple. See if you can get it. I'm sure there's some Halloweens or some Fridays there or are, some Jasons. There, there is. Uh, actually, I'm not sure yet. Okay. Uh, don't know, give it away. Yeah, I don't want don't to give it away. away. There aren't any Halloweens, though. I'll tell you that much right now. Okay. Yeah, I like the Halloween series. Uh, mostly the first one. <laughs> Saying I really don't like the series, actually. I, I mostly just like the first Halloween film. Everything else is kind of garbage. Although I did like watching Buster Rhymes <laughs> beat up Michael Myers in a burning house saying, Trick or treat, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> While doing karate and like, Whoa. I want you to, yeah, he's actually doing the wah kind of shit. Like he literally did all of that. Beating up Michael Myers. Oh, my God. Why didn't he just stab him? I think they just were like, you know what, Buster? Just do what you want. He's like, I'm going to call him motherfucker. And they're like, good. Whatever. <laughs> Get those cameras rolling. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, God. That is absolutely fantastic. But you know what, guys? I think we're going to go ahead and end it there today. 
Um, we've gotten through all of these horror movies. Christian, your list was absolutely amazing. Um, make sure to tell us in the comments section below, what are your favorite horror films? Please tell us why. Do you have a top five, maybe a top ten? Are you guys excited for Halloween? Make sure to tell us in the comments section below. below. I did have one other topic that I wanted to talk about, but we're going to save that for next week, and that is horror-themed anime, because there's a lot of creepy anime Yeah, we'll save that for next week, for sure. Mm -hmm. For so sure. We'll definitely talk about that. Do you guys have a favorite horror-themed anime? Tell us in the comments section below, and we might talk about it but uh before we go i just want to thank our get your face into that mic when you talk Corey. what am i doing i know i'm sorry <laughs> i can't help it i gotta do it man yeah. uh but i want to go ahead and thank our affiliate which is rogueintel.com they They're make the it possible who make this show possible they put up our show on itunes as well as host a lot of other amazing shows so make sure to check them out if you guys actually want to support them what i would recommend doing is heading on over to rogueintel.com. I would also check out rogueintel.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs. It's a great way to support the channel because you're not going to spend any extra and you're going to save a lot of money because you're going to be shopping on amazon.com. That will help support all of the shows on Rogue Intel as well as ours. So make sure to check them out. They're really freaking awesome. Yeah, I highly recommend you guys check out rogueintel.com because they do have a bunch of other really interesting podcasts. And if you like podcasts, and I hear you guys always say, oh, an hour's not enough. Well, fuck, man, I got shit to do today. Yeah, so we, <laughs> The fact of the matter is we would love to do two-hour shows, but we, we have a lot of other things going on, and it, it's just enough to get this show out. Yeah, so if you want more content, though, check out rogueintel.com. It's got a whole bunch of other really good podcasts. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Honestly, we love the feedback. Uh, you're the reason we do it. So uh, keep watching, keep leaving comments, and uh, let us know what you like and what you want more of because we, we do appreciate the feedback. We may not respond to everyone, but we're reading it. We promise. So until next time, you guys, the Powerful Nerdcast is out. What's up, guys? It's Shane from Now That I'm Older. Check out Pure Orgasmic Love on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Sex, 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 one of the most amazingly diverse topics on the planet. And each week, Dragonfly and Swamp Ape will discuss and educate on topics involving love, relationships, and you guessed it, one of their favorites, sex. Pure Orgasmic Love. Find them on RogueIntel.com. Mm -hmm.